This podcast is sponsored by AllPosters.com. With a selection of over 1.5 million images, All Posters has something for every budget and decorating style. Go to CheapSeatReviews.com, click on the banner, throw a bunch of cool art in your cart, and use code 25FLOWER at checkout to get 25% off your entire order. That's 25FLOWER. Check them out today, and thanks for the support. City One. 800 million people living in the ruin of the old world and the megastructures of the new one. Only one thing fighting for order in the chaos. Judges. Well, hello and welcome. This is episode 17, and today we are talking about Dread. 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 The 2012 Dread. movie Dread. Um, yeah, Dread. So, hi, I'm Sean. Uh, oh, this is, hello, this is Cheap Seat hey. Reviews. I'm all, all screwed up here. Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode, what? This is episode 17, and today we are talking about... Dread. I am Sean Arden. Dread. Joining me tonight is Chad, <laughs> hot shot to the face, Evans. Yes. Love that scene. Yes. But fear not, don't dread this podcast. Uh, oh. All right. Well, hey, you knew this was going to happen. This is the way we roll. Uh, Cornelius, damn, that's a big gun, Logan. Well, uh, I, uh,. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really wish I was in this movie, but uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> where do you even go with that? And and Sam, five years in the ISO cube vector. Welcome, welcome everybody. Yeah, here's his worst. Right. What? I love. <laughs> that was absolutely horrible. Yeah. Okay, you shouldn't judge Sam at all. I'll judge. Okay, well, let's see. Uh... Corny and Chad each have one point. Well, what? Good, Come good. on! Yours was terrible, Sam. <laughs> so, fine. So pull up a comfy <laughs> chair and dive in. So this is Dread. And obviously from the bad grunting accents we're doing, we're obviously right. not doing um, Dark Knight. We are doing Dread, which is the 2012 remake of the other movie, uh, Judge Dread, which came out in some other time period that I didn't look up. Um, uh, I think it was 1995. Horrible. Horrible. <clears throat> yeah, it's something. I think it was 1995. Yeah, 95 uh, with Sylvester Stallone. Um, that movie is terrible. Yes, uh, as, it is. As, uh, Chad clearly still has a cold uh, as he was coughing the word terrible. That's a weird cough oh, you have what? there. What? Um, no, I, I, might I need to get that looked at, buddy. It's, uh, anyway, so I don't want to talk about that other piece of crap film. I want to talk about this actually very fun film. So dread. I think it's that bad. I, I, don't, I really appreciate that. You know, I, hey Sly. <laughs> I, you know, I, I know that um, the '90s was your heyday, and you were too busy making other crap films like Demolition. I have the law. Uh, but, <laughs> okay, and, I'm done for the evening. Thank you. <laughs> you can bring it out every now and then. It's okay. But when you put um, Rob Schneider in your film, yeah, we can't take you seriously. So. 
so 2012's Dread, based on the comic book series uh, Judge Dread. Uh, this movie, well, I don't, know, I don't want to give, I've already said what I think about it. I like this movie. Last week I teased that I was very excited about this movie. <laughs> I have a good time with this movie. I enjoy it for what it is. Um, yes, so, you don't. You don't go into a movie like this expecting, you know, high, uh, high Oscar-rated performances or, you know. This this is a modern-day telling of Die Hard, only um, way more violent and beautifully shot. So, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it it is one of the most beautifully violent films I have ever seen. And I don't know know how else to put it. Uh, It... So anyway, um, so I, at the beginning of the episode, I always ask everybody, what's their initial impressions? I, sometimes I ask, does it hold up? It's only a couple of years old, so I still think it holds up. Um, and I think everybody else would probably agree. But um, so when was the last time you saw this? So Chad, when was the last time you saw you Have you seen this before? Well, actually, I've never seen What is this movie? Can you tell me a little bit more about what this movie is, Sean? I, I can, but I need you to stall for about 15 seconds. So you okay, well, I will go ahead and tell you when the last time I saw this movie. The last time I saw this movie was uh, never. This is actually my first time seeing Dread. Um, I went in with a, uh, an open conscience, and uh, I actually, you know, I really liked this movie. Um, you know, I lost myself in, in what was going on, and... You know, I liked the just turning my mind off and watching the the like like you said the beautiful violence that went on and gore that was going on on stage, <laughs> but it was such beautiful gore. It 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 really really was. was. Yeah, I, I, it was almost Al Gore. You know, oh, you lose well, a, you, you lose, lose a point. point. Thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. If 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 you bring Al Gore into this and you're not making fun of that movie he made, you're gonna lose a point. Instantly. So, uh, so since T- Chad teased, uh, what is this movie? I have Catherine here. Um, unfortunately, once again, she wasn't able to come into the studio and record. The studio went to her. So, uh, it will be way better quality than last week. Maybe. Ish. So. <laughs> uh, we won't judge. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh jeez! It's all night. This is the way it's gonna be. So man, I am dreading these puns. So yeah. just let's just keep them rolling off. So here we go. It Cat- should be pretty bad. Go. In a violent, futuristic city where the police have the authority to act as judge, jury, and executioner, a cop teams with a trainee to take down a gang that deals the reality-altering drug slow mo. <laughs> so there you go. Now I really want some slow mo. Right? I like the way she says it. Slow mo. That was actually not bad, right? That was into my phone. Um, That wasn't done. That was actually pretty cool. That was, uh, um, well, Apple's not giving me any kind of sponsorship credit, but I used uh, GarageBand on my iPhone and the headphones that come with your iPhone. uh, The little so yeah, so actually not a not a bad. It's no happy hunger. Happy hunger games. No, it's not. But (laughs) But it's close. I like it. Good job. Uh, yeah, so thank you, Catherine, for, for that. So uh, so going back to what we were doing, uh, Corny, same question. Uh, this would be the third time I think I've seen this movie, and uh, I, I feel just the same as I did the first time. I really enjoyed it. Uh, lots of uh, really great artistic shots of, of really awful things. And so you're on the one <laughs> hand, you're like, wow, that's disgusting. But at the same time, you're like, that's incredibly beautiful. 
Uh, very uh, so I, I mean, sorry, it's just a, so it was a very fun movie. Uh, very well said. And Sam. Um, I, this is the second time I've seen this movie. Uh, the first time was one of those where I might've been grading papers. I might've been doing something on the couch other than actually watching. It was kind of one of those background movies that I thought to look at. Um, it caught my attention a few times the first time. The second time it was, it was pretty good. Uh, I'm not, I, I'm not ecstatic about it. Um, I, I, I'm afraid to say that I've maybe seen some of this stuff before. Um, Obviously, you don't go into this for the story because it's basically people get stuck in a building and have to work their way up to get out. Um, but, uh, you know, I kind of agree. The the visuals are, are the best part of this movie. Um, I don't know if it's – would it be the cinematographer, Sean? Well, it's the director's choice. Choice, uh, yeah. Uh, and most of the of the violent acts we're seeing are probably CGI. Oh yeah. So, so it wouldn't really be a whole lot of the cinematographer, but he's still doing some of it. I mean, he's still yeah. he's still coming up with some pretty creative shots. So we can give yeah. him we'll give him some love, obviously. But yeah, what Zach basically what Zack Snyder did to the sword and sandals with his slow motion, you know, this guy is doing this to uh, yeah. to guns, explosions, um, yeah, Pete... falling and hot shots <laughs> and hot, hot shots. shots. Yeah, um, Pete Travis it... is the director of this film. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I don't think I would seek it out to see again, but um, it was a pretty good movie. Uh, he, uh, the, the director, he's done, let's see, not a whole lot of stuff. A couple of TV stuff, uh, Vantage Point, which was a pretty interesting film in 08, and then Dread in 12, and now he's doing something called Hangman. He's in pre-production, so he, he's not done a lot. Uh, which is kind of a shame. I think he's actually got a pretty good eye for stuff. Um, and this movie has a 7.0 rating on IMDb. Oh. Uh, this movie is actually kind of beloved. Uh, so, And with that being said, this is, I think, my third time seeing it also. I remember when it came out in the theater, I really wanted to go see it, but no one would go see it with me. Uh, it well, just... after that, uh, that Stallone debacle, no yeah. one probably felt any... You know, any credibility about how good this movie might be, and that might be true. Um, well, if you think about it, the premise sounds stupid. It really sounds stupid, and it, you know, sometimes it is hard to get around the fact that you know these these people don't have super superpowers, right? Um, and even the story why these mega cities are there is kind of shaky in my mind. But um, you know. As somebody who's never heard of Dread before, why would you go see it? Other than than possibly seeing a few visuals in the in the trailer and uh, and you know going to see it because of that. Uh, yeah, um, and I, and to 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 your point, Sam, uh, this movie did not do well in the box office. Uh, yeah. It had a September release, which I think kind of uh, hampered it a little bit. It only had a budget of fifty million dollars. Because there wasn't a whole lot going on. I mean, you didn't have much of a set. I mean, wait, it only it really the budget was fifty million. Yeah, only fifty million for this budget. I I think they did very well with that budget. Yeah, I Goodness think they gracious. I, I think they did too. Now that helps that you only have a couple of handful of actors that are actually talking, and you got a bunch of yeah. throwaway people that you just get that you just shoot. Um, and so it, it only grossed thirteen million. Which obviously took, I mean, it took, the studio took a bath on it. Now, I do think that this movie is one of those movies that kind of got kind of instant cult 
status. <laughs> yeah. Because there is a weird following on Facebook that is, and Twitter and other sources that are really excited about the idea of Dread 2 and that this is a, a, a thing that actually may be happening. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of people that are there that really want this thing to happen. Now it's not even in pre-production at this point. Yeah. Um, there's there's because again, the last one lost a lot of money. So they're trying to find a way. How can we make the next one make money? Because this was during that 2012 thing when everything had to come out in 3d. And that was the big damn deal about this movie is that it was 3d and bullets were coming at you and this and that and the other. So, with all that being said, uh, again, this is probably my third time seeing it. When it came out on Redbox, I Redboxed it on Blu-ray. It was beautiful on my TV. <laughs> it was beautiful again about three weeks ago when I watched it before I knew that it was added to our list. It was a beautiful and it was beautiful again on my on my nice thirty-inch uh, iMac screen here. Uh, I just I just I like these movies. Uh, th- there's two genres that I just just lose my mind over. It's Pretty much anything that's sci-fi, I just like. I like. I just can eat sci-fi all day, and then, yeah. and then I really like the loner movies where the guys versus insurmountable odds. You know, the movie like yeah. Shooter with Mark Wahlberg, or the Bourne movies, or um, uh, there's a dozen Riddick movies are good because it's him versus yeah. so yeah. much. I like those movies for whatever reason, and. Is it the underdog? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Because, I mean, Dredd, he's the baddest guy in the friggin' judge system. Everyone, he's a legend. So he's yeah. not really an underdog. He's just way outnumbered. But he outclasses everyone. So so let's let's really dive into this movie. And uh, and I just... I just, I'm, <laughs> just don't, just don't, don't, jump, don't jump off the balcony. Just don't jump off the balcony 200, yeah. uh, what was it, a kilometer down? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so, so this is a dystopian future movie. We, we've talked about these before, and I got a feeling that a lot of these types of movies are going to make appearances on this podcast just because we yeah. like to watch shit films. So, yeah, we do. Um, but I, I wouldn't pile this into a no a shit film. I wouldn't this either. Was, this no pile. Yeah, <laughs> you, you would, Chad. What? No, he's he's saying. Never mind. Oh, oh, okay. He, he oh, pile. Pile. You're, you're making the, and, yeah. That was not my intention, but uh, thank you for making the correlation. You do get a point uh, with the squeaky chair. Um, I, <laughs> I, what am I trying to say? This movie to me uh, has just a weird special place in my heart, and I don't know why. Because it's just I have a good time with it. So uh, I, I keep talking about how much I like this movie. So let's let's dive into this. Um, I can dive okay. into my show notes if, I, if we want to. Oh, no, I know where I was going. Sorry, the squeaky chair threw me off. Dystopian future movies. I always do this. <laughs> Sorry. I, I always do this. Whenever we get a new dystopian type future movie, whenever you get these movies where the, the world has changed so much that I, I have to wrap my brain around the concept of how did we get to this point? How did we, yeah, yeah. And, and I wanted to, to bring that up as well. And, it, it, and if, am I right? Something was nuked. Basically, the United States was nuked. Yeah, basically there's some kind of global nuclear war or thermonuclear war. And the United States is just a big piece of barren glass. And the only piece of that exists is this giant megacity from DC to Boston. They say that in the opening credits. And they actually there's like six, but that's actually one of them. I was doing some more reading and it turns out that Yeah. 
there's well, there's six mega cities with there's but that's the only city in the in the United States. I mean, they show a map. Like, oh, that's okay, the, okay. That's the only yeah. one. Now, in yeah. the, the comic books, there are other ones that, um, and the, and they even make reference to that in the Judge Dredd Stallone garbage. That yeah. there are that when you are a judge for so many years, as part of your quote unquote retirement, you actually are you have to leave the city and go to the next city to start your life because you've done so much in that city that you can't live there anymore. So you have to go to another city where no one knows you. If you make the trip and live, then you get to retire. It's this weird concept. I don't know if that's in the comic books or not. I've never yeah. read any of them. Um, I just thought that was a a, a weird, strange, weird concept. Worst retirement ever. ever. Well, and, and my my only problem with the concept is how do they feed everybody? Well, did anybody see any hint of green? No, it's just a giant. He even says it. It's just a giant. Concrete jungle, basically. Uh, yeah, concrete jungle. Uh, so, yeah, how do, how do you feed people? I mean, who knows? I mean, um, maybe the technology at that point, because there's obviously some new technology going on. Replicators. Right yeah, some kind of something like that. Or And for all we know, maybe Canada still is a thing. Like, we don't know. Yeah. We just They only tell us about the United States. So maybe north into Canada, there's still green pastures and that's where we get all of our food to feed 800 million people and people <laughs> multivitamins i mean just think about that for a second i mean the united yeah. states today only has 330 million people in it right i mean isn't that i think that's about right and so and we're spread out over a big country now you shrink that to about one fifteenth the size and put 800 million people yeah there's gonna be crime oh yeah um and so, and so maybe I don't know if that's part of the comic book lore but, or yeah. And I'm wondering in the comic books, is there a uh, how can I say it? Is is there a a nicer area of the city? Yeah, I don't know. Or is it, or is it all this horrible bad bad place? It, it does seem like that. It doesn't seem like yeah. well, if you get up north into Maine or whatever, then that's where the nice rich people live, and all the slums are down in the south. Yeah. Like it doesn't. Because if there's one thing that's a constant in society, no matter what society, there's always certain levels to it. Right. There's always the haves and the have-nots. Exactly. And the have-nots are always the way have-nots. Yeah. You know, they're the the lowest of low, and that's why they, you know, resort to violence to to obtain whatever they want. So, uh, anyway, so it's just a fun thing to think about. How in the world did we get to the point where, where society has broken down so much that they said, you know what? There's so much crime happening that we no longer even need juries. We're just gonna put it all into one guy. We're gonna make. <laughs> we're gonna call him a judge. He carries out the sentencing, the the execution if need be. Everything. He's gonna do it all. So, I, I think Imagine that's the training for that. You, well, oh you, wait, this movie is training. Well, yeah, for the one for the rookie. <laughs> um, so so there we go. So that's that's the movie in a nutshell, um, Dread, and I uh, am really excited to talk about it. So one thing I will say real quick before I dive into some of my show notes, it was pretty ballsy of Carl Urban to say, you know what, I'm going to wear the helmet the entire movie <laughs> because yeah. because actors hate having their face not be seen on camera. Because yeah. I, I mean, think about it. Go back to movies like uh, RoboCop. Peter Weller made such a stink about not having his eyes on camera that they had to invent a way to get that mask thing off 
so he could have his face on camera. Even the Stallone movie, he's only wearing the helmet for the first, what, five minutes of the movie? Yep. But yeah. Carl Urban said, I'm sticking true to the comic book. Comic I'm, I'm going to wear my helmet the entire movie. But, of course, we have to have the hot blonde with her face showing because we want to see her pretty face. And everything else at some point. Uh, yeah, and we almost do. Jeez. Um, so they no, well, you do. You do. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You, you, um... Uh, so they, yeah. So we have to explain away that. How, how can we keep her helmet off? Well, she's oh, yeah. she's psychic. She's psychic, and, and it interferes. It's kind of like Magneto in the X Men. Exactly. You know? It even kind of looked like Magneto's <laughs> helmet. If you think about it. Can we? I, I've got to say this too. Okay. I don't like the helmets. They look gigantic. They look like bobblehead dolls. Okay. It was a little big, I thought, but yeah, yeah. I kind of got over it. You know, uh, yeah. I, it was weird, I, but see, the thing is, to me. The whole outfit, the body armor, was so big and bulky that it looked like it was hard to maneuver. Mm-hmm. You know, like it would be hard to do hand-to-hand combat in those things. Oh, yeah. So, But if you're shooting. Right, which is what he's doing. But, <laughs> but, even, but even with his shooting, I mean, he didn't look like he had the full ability to raise his arm into the shooting <laughs> motion. You know, he just, he just kind of held it up and... Yeah. I mean, it looked like he was shooting from the hip half the time, but he was doing pinpoint accuracy. Oh, I mean, yeah. the hot shot to the face, he would, he didn't even look like he was aiming. Um, so Yeah, it wasn't, Yeah, you're right. He wasn't even aiming down the barrel because I, I wrote down a note that, you know, nice well, shooting maybe, hot shot. Because, could it uh, be that, the, that, the, that the, the mask actually aims for them? It could be. We don't maybe. know. You know yeah. they never we never us, got to see that side of things. Yeah, we never know? got to see that cool um, Iron Man kind of point of view. Well, that, yeah, uh, head, we didn't get to see a heads-up display yeah, or the, something like that. Yeah, that would have been really cool to, to show if that was actually, in fact, what the helmets were for, besides just stopping bullets. Judge Dredd, there appears to be a man with a gun. What would you do, sir? Yeah. I'd like to shoot him in the face. Do it now. Yeah, have, have Jarvis there. That's nice. <laughs> but it wouldn't be Jarvis. It would be something oh. else. You know, and that, that kind of It'd world. be Judge Dredge's. <laughs> you just have Judge Dredge's voice. I think it would be. Talking to him. Actually, it would have been hilarious <laughs> if it would have been Sylvester Stallone's voice. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Judge Dredd, uh, you can shoot this guy, or, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. You I'll, can punch uh, him in the face. Yeah, Good I, luck. Good I, luck. I like it. I like it. That <laughs> I think we actually hey. just made this movie a little better. <laughs> so every time he's walking down the hall, you can imagine the conversation. <laughs> so uh, what are you going to do later on today? Hey, there's, a, <laughs> there's, a, there's a Philly cheesesteak stand just down the street. There's a, there's a Philly cheesesteak stand down the street. Shut Thank up. You, Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) This movie just got better. You're right. It really did. Uh, You can imagine in that one scene where, uh, in the scene with the uh, minigun, uh, 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 we should probably run, boss. Uh, Oh, God, it's coming. Run. Uh, yeah, so I, I like it. Yeah, we just made this movie a little better, and, and otherwise, for my opinion, a pretty damn good film. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, so, yeah, so the helmets. You're right. The helmets look kind of big and awkward, but the whole suit did. So I didn't really care about the helmet. Uh, uh, one thing that I wrote later on in my notes that I wanted to mention was that because only the girl is where is not wearing her helmet. Everyone else, all the other. Um, judges that we see they're always wearing their helmets whenever they're talking and it's something that's important the camera has to zoom in on their mouth 
because that's all we can see. Yeah. So I, I use the term they're over talking because that's the only way they can emote is with their mouth. And I wondered if like they literally sat in front of a mirror and would <laughs> deliver their lines while trying to over exaggerate the way they use their mouths. And I know that seems kind of weird to think about, but I mean, I mean, I will say this, Carl Urban's character or, or Carl Urban, he had a really great scowl. I mean, yeah, his entire, the entire movie, he's just scowling and angry and he had a kind of good <laughs> Stallone kind of scowl going on. He could have yeah. been, he could have been a great Batman. If you, you know, if you weren't going to do anything else, but just show that kind of face, that would be the face that I think see, I'd I, see in a Batman. See, I, I actually could have bought this as his audition for Batman versus Superman. I think I would have actually yeah. seen Carl Urban as Batman than Ben Affleck. Just saying. Um, cause I think Carl Urban's yeah. actually a pretty good actor. So, um, so anyway, so yeah, I just, I thought that was a weird thing. How even like the, um, the other dread that comes in later on spoiler, there are bad cops. There's our trope. Um, yep. bad cops in a cop movie there. Uh, Although I, for some reason in this movie, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it. I don't know why I wasn't either. Yeah. The first, was, the first time I watched it, you're, you're absolutely right. It was one of those, huh? I expect that. Yeah. Cause yeah. because you think that these guys are so. The law. Above the law. Well, not above the law, but they are so the law. Above the law. That's actually a a Stallone movie. Did you know that? Yes. yes, Oh, oh, okay. No. Is it Stallone or is it a Clint Eastwood? Damn it. I can't remember. I thought... uh, I'm looking. I think it's a Clint Eastwood movie. Anyway. (laughs) Um, But, like, you think that these judges are so... Perfect. Perfect. Yep. They've been trained so well. They've been vetted. Obviously, if they're, they're cops, oh, God, lawyers, no, it's a and judges. Seagal movie. Oh, Steven Seagal movie. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> awesome. This podcast just took a sad turn. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so these sorry. guys, and, and the thing is, is that, and truly be told, like it's what Sam mentioned earlier, there's nothing original in this movie except the way we show how we kill people. Yeah. Um, so... If we're gonna take, if we're gonna do cop tropes, we might as well just do cop tropes. Why is the cop betraying his friend for money? Why? Because the system sucks, and I'm tired of, of fighting for people that don't give a crap about me. You know, isn't that the reason why the bad guy in Speed does all of his motivation? Isn't you know what I'm saying? Like that's the bad guy, the cop bad guy, and like every bad guy with a cop. Yeah. Or a movie with the cop is the bad guy. It's just he's pissed off. Um, isn't that that terrible White House Down movie? Isn't <laughs> isn't that the reason why? Um, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Isn't that the reason why? Ooh, piece of candy guy, freaking uh, <laughs> what's his name? James Woods. Oh, James Woods. Yes. Is, like, isn't that the whole? <laughs> you all right, corny. <laughs> Sorry, I just imagine that entire movie going. Where's the president? Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> Where's Tenning Tatum? Ooh, piece of candy. Hey, where's Electro? Ooh, piece of candy. So anyway. Um, anyway, so yes. Bad yeah. guys are always trigger happy. That's a note. Um, did you notice that when they're chasing the guy at the beginning of the movie? He's in the motorcycle and he's chasing him. This guy escapes from a really horrific car accident. And he's just killing everybody in front yeah, of him. Why? There's no reason. You know, all these people, you know, if he's trying to run away from these super cops. 
you would think he'd try to do it a little stealthily, right? You know where he, you know where you might have a chance to slip away somewhere. Instead, he's gunning down pe- person just, after person after person. Just like he leaves a trail of where he's heading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it, yeah, a trail. It literally leaves a trail of bodies, and then of course he does the thing, and then he gets the hot shot to the face, which was a really cool effect. <laughs> I, I really think you know Spielberg saw that and went, huh? That was actually pretty good. Yeah. So. Uh, I like that whole scene. And then I, the first time I saw this movie, I was at home. Um, I'm at Corny. I'm genuinely surprised that you and I didn't watch this during our, because this came out during the days when you and I, I think we're both still working at Carowinds. So we had days off and you oh, and yeah. I, you and I watched a lot of bad red box, red box films together. Yeah, um, we did. <laughs> I'm genuinely surprised that you and I didn't watch this together, but I laughed out loud. The part when, after they kind of s- settle that whole situation, that just some guy comes out in a power sweeper and is just yeah. like, oh, we had more. We had four homicides today. I guess I just got to go out and mop up. Like, what? <laughs> is this a thing that happens so often that they it even... squeegee the blood. It's a know. thing. It's just a thing that happens. And so much the fact that they had a pre-recorded voice that said, the food court will be closed for the next 35 minutes. Please go upstairs <laughs> to the mezzanine level. Like, you had to record a voiceover for that moment? Because this happens so often. So just, I guess it's just to help prove the point that this future sucks. Yes. And everyone just kills everyone. How are there 8 million, 800 million people in here when, if your average body count is like 50 people die a day? <laughs> just, you just, know, they recycle the bodies, so I'm not sure what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, they do. They, they all got, go to recycling. That seems weird. That's like Waterworld where they, they recycle them into the dirt. Into um, dirt. Cool, melty face gag. Uh, I actually didn't write that many um, notes for this movie. I just I was enjoying the movie so much. I just forgot to write notes. Um, uh, let's well, see. Let, let's. Let, I, I got to give them credit where credit is due. I love how they got into the premise as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Yes, did a really good job getting where we wanted to go yeah. for a movie like this. A lot of times, these types of movies make a really bad mistake of trying to add too much story and character development beforehand. Yeah. They try to set up too much. We don't need that. Exactly. Exactly. And there's, yeah, we definitely don't need that in this type of movie. See, I, I, the things that I like about the movie is the pacing to me in this movie is great. We have awesome action scene at the beginning. We get to establish that judge dread is a good shot and he's a badass immediately. So we get that out of the way. Then we go back to the hall of justice. Meanwhile, at the hall of justice, um, (laughs) And is this comic or this, I don't know, it, it reminded me a lot of RoboCop, kind of that mm-hmm. cheesy, cheeky yeah. type of humor dun, dun, that's dun, not dun, supposed dun, to be fun. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I, th- that mic when he was on it, all, yeah. <laughs> all I kept wanting to see is, dead or alive, you're coming with me. Right. I just wanted that to happen at least once. Yeah, and that weird, uh, that... That robot gun thing that sits on two legs, that chicken that squeals like a pig when it gets turned over. You're like, you yeah. expect one of those to show up at some point. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I just bumped my microphone. Uh, no, you're absolutely right about that kind of stuff. It did kind of have that weird kind of RoboCop feel to it, but I would rather watch this movie than any RoboCop movie. Oh, any, I agree. Any completely. day of the week. Um, I mean, literally, like if, if you guys said, hey, let's meet Saturday and watch Dread. I would be into it. I really would. Because I just kind of want to see it with you guys and laugh at all the, all the, the stuff that happens. Um, 
I just completely just lost my train of thought for some reason because I literally started thinking in my mind, hey, could we actually get together this weekend and watch this movie? I uh, um, I, I, I want to talk about the slow mo. Um, okay. I find oh, I find it interesting okay. the the idea of slow mo. Right. Uh, I, I the whole sparkly side of it. I don't know if I generally. I don't know. I, I'm thinking it was more of, of a chance to hide bad CGI than it was to show us really cool scenes. Does that make sense? It does, but I don't agree with it. You don't agree? No. You like you like the sparkles? I thought the sparkles added basically th- what this. Go ahead, Chad. Please. I thought that the I thought that the sparkles added a little bit more, a little extra about you know how the light is actually reflecting off of. What's going Everything. on in the slow motion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it your your brain is absorbed. The concept of slow mo is the drug is that it it sends your brain into such a high speed that everything is ma- is dropped down to one tenth the, the normal speed. So yeah. you absorb everything. So the concept is, and the director probably the director knows this, and I only know this because I'm I worked on film and have been told this that when you actually slow film down. You're giving the film cell itself more opportunity to see light, and therefore more information can be encoded on the film strip. That's why in movies like like Spielberg really changed how he you do this stuff with Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Normally, film speed is I'm going to get yelled at if I can't remember this right. It's usually thirty thirty two point nine seven seconds a frame per second. Well, he dropped it down to like sixteen frames per second. And that's why in that movie, when you have all those impacts of the shells and bullets and you see every speck of dirt and dust, because the film mm-hmm. is literally... So with that being explained into this concept is is that because the mind is able to bring in so much information, all of the senses are heightened. So the dull looks bright and the water looks super... It looks like diamonds and... So that to me is what, in my mind, my film nerd mind is what was happening. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if I explained that well enough. I mean, no, I, I mean, I disagree <laughs> with with how I didn't like the way that happened. Well, but I'm, I'm wanting my slow mo clear and and concise. I guess. You could uh, but say. see, the thing is, is that if you make it crystal clear, then all you're doing is just making film slow. Yeah. And then all you're doing is making three hundred with bullets. You know, yeah. you you change the look of it to give you the effect of what's happening to the person with, with who's taking the drug. Yeah, I did think it was interesting that you could seem to snap out of the drug whenever you wanted to. <laughs> you know, like the guy takes a shot when he's in the van, and then the guy starts screaming at him, and then he snaps out of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I don't, I don't think that's how drugs work. Well, well say, uh, that's how these drugs work. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, well, you know, um, uh, like a lot of times if. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, if you're kind of sleepy, that whole adrenaline thing will kick in, and you know it'll wake you up. I'm kind of thinking that maybe it burns your, you know, burns the drug faster because adrenaline's kicked in. And I just, I just I, think that the that the plot needed that guy to pay attention and shoot dread. So. <laughs> of course, yeah. Uh, so anyway. Very true. Yeah, uh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> so. Um, uh, guards, uh, pretty famous. Yeah. So there was those guards. So, so the concept is that dread, you Sam, going back to your point earlier, or mm-hmm. where you said that you were glad that they didn't drag the plot along. 
in that yes. they, they got into what they needed to do nice and quickly. And you're right. It was, here's your rookie. By the way, she's psychic. Why not? Because it's the future, and in the future we have psychics. That seems to be a kind of a movie trope. Mm-hmm. Um, the future has psychics for whatever reason. And she's from the Pleasure District. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> I laughed. I was like, I missed that the first two times. Her parents were yeah. from the Pleasure District. No, not her. Um, uh, Mama was from the Mama, Pleasure yeah. District. And all I can think of was... This is like Star Trek, where you have the pleasure planet, or you have the <laughs> the evil planet, or you have the prison planet. Like, so you have these districts in this dystopian world where you have, or you want it, you need a whore, you go to the pleasure district. You know, so anyway, though she's yeah, not very attractive, so she probably didn't do very well over there. Um, oh, well, she was attractive <laughs> at one point. Yeah, right, but yeah, but she was all scarred up and part part of the story that I've I've read online today that that they ended up having to cut a lot of is why she was such a, I'm doing air quotes on a podcast. That's horrible. Man hater. Mm-hmm. And, E-man you know, hater. yeah, because she, uh, you know, she was abused by her pimp or something like that. Right. And she was cut up by her pimp, hence the scars on her face. So she was beautiful at one point. It's just, uh, you know, she's no longer. Cocaine is one hell of a drug. And, and she is mad because of it. Yeah, and I and I figured it was something because they even mentioned that, like her pimp in the story, the movie, they actually mentioned that uh, her yeah. pimp, you know, did some things, and so she, you know, turned him into a woman with her teeth, you know. So uh, she's a little, she's crazy. The character they established her. I mean, they did a good job of establishing everyone really quickly. Dread is a badass. Rookie is yeah. new and and isn't really that great. Is a psychic. Uh, Mama is freaking crazy, and everyone else is just nuts. And <laughs> And so there you go. Um, so they so they get into the towers. There's the homicide. They capture a uh, guy from that thing, that, that black dude. He's from stuff. I don't know what he's from. But they they capture him. And Mama oh, says... Oh, remember the Titans. He was in that movie. Was he? Yeah, he was, wasn't he? I, I, you know, I thought I remembered his face. He looked like the guy, but he looked too skinny. No, that's him. That's totally him. I, Seriously. I, I believe you. He just... Like he doesn't look like the guy who played a who played a linebacker, you know. Yeah. Um. Wood Wood Harris is that his name? Yeah. Wood. His name is Wood. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. Remember the Titans. You're right. I just when I when I saw him first time I saw him I thought, hey, that looks like the guy from Remember the Titans, but he looks so skinny. Um. But I guess he he needed the muscle for the movie role. So. Anyway. Cocaine's one hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So <laughs> um. Anyway, so he has to die. Mama doesn't want him talking. So. She locks down the, the 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 block, and and then hell ensues. Yeah, and uh, there's isn't and there, it, and that's when the fun starts. There's another movie where it's something like that, where you have your hero, and then the bad guy kind of puts a bounty on their head, and it just makes life really hell. There's a lot of movie, a lot of movies. Yeah, isn't I think that's kind of a trope. I didn't write that I mean, one down, but I, Robin Hood, I guess, is kind of the same way. Yeah, with the sheriff. Um. Yeah, that, that might be like the original one. That's probably where it kind of started from. But that, yeah. for some reason, I'm thinking that there is another movie where something like that happens, where the hero gets into a situation, and all of a sudden, you know, the, the a voice comes over a PA system and says, um, <laughs> I'm try- where is that? Other than Harry Potter. I mean, that happened in Harry Potter. Um, kill Harry Potter, and then I'll let you live. Um 
I really thought that there was another scene like that, but I can't think of it. You know, I'm, I I know what you're talking about. It's probably going to pop in our heads right after the cast. Yeah, when we're when I hit um, stop, I'm going to go, oh yeah, it was that yeah. death race or something. But that's not what yeah. it is. But it's not <laughs> like Hunger. I mean, I can see where like Hunger oh. Games had that. I was going to say that's that that's something kind of similar. Yeah, uh, I was, I, but it was. It's not, but it's not what you're what you're going it's for. It's not, but there was literally there's another movie or two that literally that there's everyone's just. Uh, just milling around, and then they flash this picture of 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 someone, and they said, "If you kill this person, oh well, the Dark Knight does it." There you go. Yeah, yeah the Dark Knight does it. He's like, "Kill this guy, uh, Mister Reese. Kill him, or I'll blow up a hospital." Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there you go. Um, that wasn't actually where I was going with it, but uh, I'm glad I got there eventually because then we need to move on. So. So there you go. Um, what did I do? Dread. Oh, so so the movie gets really fun. It gets really violent, and you get to a point where you realize that they're eventually going to have to start conserving ammunition and, <laughs> and having to be really creative with that. And I did. But yet he uses ammunition to shoot out a camera. Yeah, I did think that was kind of dumb. <laughs> I, I figured he would have just punched it or something, but he had, he used a bullet to shoot a camera. So then Mama finally says, you know what? And her name is Mama. Uh, Linda, Linda Hetty is her name, and uh, the character's name is Mama. It's a dumb bad guy name, but whatever. She decides that, you know what? I'm tired of these little shadow games. I'm tired of just wasting uh, people. I'm going to pull out these three miniguns and freaking lay waste to an entire <laughs> floor. And these things are making Swiss cheese of concrete. And that's what my goes to Corny's middle name. But damn, that's a big gun. Because not only did she had three of them. That you had to like mount, like bolt to the ground. And of course, I'm thinking, where do where does she keep this stuff? Like, how do you buy this stuff in the future? It's in a closet. You like, know, just, and my question, the Home Depot. But here's my question. Let's just think about this. You're, you're corny. You're uh, Chad. You're the you know. You're always the bad guy when whenever we play uh, board games. Yeah. You're 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 the you're the it's drug true. you're the drug dealer, and you're thinking to yourself, tell me through the process in which you decide that you need these weapons. Give me that scenario. Um, just in case. <laughs> just in case of what? You're attacked by a, a helicopter or something like. It happens to be I mean, at that level. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta be. You gotta really need it. I mean, just I in mean, case just, you. Just in case you have to have it. Like the whole point of her is that she's doing a drug warfare, whatever, and she's trying to control the entire tower. If you have that kind of firepower, how do you not own that entire building? Well, she does. No, she doesn't. They literally said that oh, that's still in red district or that's still in such and such district. Like she hasn't. No, owned... she, I think she was trying. I think they were making reference to like other parts of the city. Like she in that ta- in that that made because it oh, actually sure. came out and said that she owns that. You're right. I do remember that now. They're talking yeah. about other parts of the city. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's a good point. I and still... I also gathered that this slow mo drug was an, a new drug. Yeah, but it but she was still like. She was the one that was, she was the distributor throughout uh, Mega City One, but uh, it was pretty new. At least that's what Corn uh, or uh, Medical Douchebag guy said. <laughs> yeah, um, and he kind of. <laughs> yeah, you kind of uh... laughed when he got shot, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I felt so bad. So you know, here he is, Mister Neutral, and uh, and immediately when when new cops shows up, he uh, he bites it in the head. Yeah, that was actually pretty funny because as soon as he walks out, you're like, oh, he's gonna get it in the face. Yeah, and he did. Yeah. <laughs> you willing to testify that? Sure am. Bang. Bang. Boom. 
Yeah. That sounds like... Oh, that's from Shawshank Redemption. Are you willing to testify to that? Yes. Bang. Huh. <laughs> How about that? Um, well, I never thought I could tie Shawshank Redemption to this movie, right? How awesome is that? I know. Um, it just makes Shawshank that much better. So... <laughs> So they have these ridiculous miniguns, and she's laying waste to everything. And he, one of the bullets pierces the uh, the outside of the building. And Carl Oven has he only knows that he's on the seventy fourth floor, and he uses his high X explosives and he blows a hole in the wall, and they just jump out. <laughs> it's a good thing that we knew that that there was a the skateboard ramp. Yeah, jeez, I mean. Yeah. Can I can I just make an observation there? Aren't these supposed to be like DEFCON, like high explosive resistant panels? Yeah. Yet this one bullet that has evidently gone through multiple layers of concrete can still pierce this. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I mean, this thing is in is in uh war mode. And you're right that uh, I mean it's still a it's 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 being flung from a giant gun. It's still just a piece of lead that somehow goes through like nine layers of concrete and <laughs> and a couple of Hispanic guys, and then goes through a, a, another layer of concrete, and that his little high X from his gun can blow a hole big enough for them to r- jump through. Uh, yeah. Did say hi? Uh, that's, that's true. <laughs> um, no. Well, and once again, one of the one of the problems I've always had with with these types of movies. Is is right before that scene is is running from the bullets, when every single other person is getting absolutely mowed down, mm-hmm. and Dread is somehow able to keep ahead of the uh, of the barrage of bullets. And it was and it was weird because he it, it seemed like the bullets were trailing only him. You know, mm-hmm. they're on the other side of the 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 hole, whatever you want to call it. The were the space quadrant. Yeah, the quad. Yeah. Even a quad. They're on the other side of that shooting into concrete. They can't see a damn thing no. between their own muzzle flash and the explosions and fire that they're creating. Yet it felt like that the bullets followed him and then she even says concentrate your fire. On what? Yeah. How do you know what you're concentrating yeah. on? And I was thinking to myself if I was a good villainous leader, I probably would have told one gun to to aim high at a at the same level, one gun to aim in the middle and one gun to aim at the bottom. Right. And just spread it out. Yeah. Because eventually you're going to hit something. Right. Yeah. So obviously you know, the, the plot armor needed them to survive, obviously. <laughs> but it just seems strange how he's running down corners and the bullets seem to keep following him until he gets back to where he needs to be. And then they're just surrounded by bullets that are going through, like Chad said, multiple layers of concrete. I mean, they're on the other side of an elevator shaft, which has a lot of steel and concrete on its own. Yeah. Um, so it, it was it was a fun scene, and I kind of... It, to me, that was actually the weakest part of the movie, though yeah. I still laughed out loud when she pulled out those ridiculous guns <laughs> that are spraying about a 1,000 bullets a minute. Um, so it just made me laugh. Um, <laughs> the, the, what, Cam, what, what happened right afterwards is what I kind of raised a question about. They, she sends like her, you know, her good buddy or yeah. the second in command to go look for Dread, mm-hmm. and then Dread just throws it just out of nowhere, and there he goes off I, the balcony. I I, I wrote Dread <laughs> went all this is Sparta on that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. 
because he he's he's in there. He they crawl back in and he sneaks up on them and he kills because he's he's you're right. He's he's with like the 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 second in command is with like four guys, and Dread makes mm-hmm. quick work of him them, and he's able to drag this dude like he's a four year old through the hallway and then just chucked him over the side takes a quick look at Mama and turns around and walks away like a badass. <laughs> I loved it. You know what? I know you got those big guns. I don't care. I'm going to turn my back to you and go walking back through this space. Because well, you know I'm... what he had written on his gun, right? What? Bad mother. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, he does. So what uh, Let's see. I did think it was weird. So eventually... The, the the pretty girl, the psychic, who gets to use her psychic abilities in a pretty pretty cool manner, you know. She yeah, gets to, I kind of like that. I yeah, like that idea. Yeah, of that, en- entering their brain like that, almost Matrix style. Yeah, and she screws him up to the point that he pees himself. I thought that was. <laughs> I awesome. laughed. I, I honestly laughed out loud at that. Point. Oh, I, I did too. Although I swear that was CGIP. Oh, it was. Yeah. It, I, why couldn't they just? Put something on the ground, you know, just a little trickle of something instead of CGIP. Maybe when they were filming, they didn't know how to do it. Or, you know, like maybe it wasn't picking up on the camera. I, yeah, I it, don't know. Because it came out looking green. Yeah. yeah. In the future, really they uh, drink me, uh, Freon. Freon. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he drank a lot it's of... Splur- uh, it's Splurge. 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 Oh, my God. Splurge. <laughs> yeah, nice future. That's reference. why everybody's so violent, because of damn Surge. That's... No, splurge. No, well, no, splurge. Slurm. That's what it is. Slurm. Slurm. Slurm from Futurama. Surge was the, was the was a real was drink. Real was a real yeah. drink <laughs> that the You're four right. of us got lost our minds on back in the nineties. Like I'm still God. I'm still wired from that from back when I drank it. Um, <laughs> Twitch every day. <laughs> I really do. Um, it, it turned my hair red. I used to be a, a brunette. Um, it's weird stuff. Uh, what was I going to say? We were just talking about. Sam was talking about the P. The P. Oh, the psychic. Yeah. So she gets to do some cool psychic stuff, right? And then she gets captured by that guy. And then life is about to get real, real bad for her. So, of course, Carl Urban has to kind of go on the one man warpath to get her back. So Mama says, no, just shoot her, whatever. So the dreads are not a new thing, right? The, the judges, I mean, not the dreads. Mm-hmm. The judges are not a new thing. They've been around for at least a little while. It, it, you would kind of think that the bad guys would know that you can't use a judge's gun. You know, I mean, I even knew that going into this. Yeah. Now, of course, I think, but we had seen uh, well, we had seen the other the, so. the other Sloan one, but I don't think it blew up your hand. I think it just stopped working, right? I don't know. Isn't that the deal? Uh, I don't remember if it blew his hand off, but in this one, if it, it I like that it blew his hand his hand off. Yeah, though. like it was like the blade sword, you know, like you know, only blade knows how to disengage the the trip wire thing to cut your hand off, but it blew his hand off, and I and I literally was thinking to myself, I know you're supposed to be a, an idiot bad guy, but even Mama seems like she's smart enough that she would have known to say, hey, don't use her gun. <laughs> yeah, put it down. Yeah, but it down. but it makes for a cool scene where he blows his hand off, and then she kicks him in the face like you needed <laughs> to do that. But it probably made her feel better. Um, and then I do like the bit where she kind of uh, where she grows a pair. You know, where she she sees the guy who's the um, the nerd, the super hacker nerd, which is a trope. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's always a better hacker nerd, and she lets him go. And Judge is like, "You can't do that." And she says, "Watch me." 
And then she just lays it all out, and he's just like, he literally kind of looks at the camera and goes, okay, I'm good with it, you know? Yeah, yeah whatever. You know, he just kind of nods. It's like, all right, let's go. And uh, I like that part. I just like it. You know when you get when you get the character who's super timid, and he's always, and then he gets, there's that one thing in the movie that happens, and it the, changes. The coming of age. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. The coming oh. of age trope. Because it's not really what I, I have, one of my favorite moments in movies is the Popeye bit. Where they get to eat the spinach and then you know things change, that wasn't what this was to me. No, you're right. This was like the best example of the spinach moment is like in Spider-Man, the first one with Tobey Maguire. He's getting his ass kicked, and then uh, the Green Goblin is monologuing, and then he threatens Mary Jane, and then that's when he gets to eat the spinach, and then he beats the hell out of the Goblin. Whereas you're right in this one, it's just she's been through hell. Time things are changed now. So I like those those moments. Uh, Rupi, Rupi, uh, group, rookie, I can't speak. Rookie, groupie, rookie grows up is my is my last note. So uh, that's my last note. Tropes I wrote: future has psychics, always a better hacker, and bad cops. And then we we mentioned a couple other ones. Um, yeah. uh, some trivia: at ninety six minutes, this has the same running length as Judge Dread ninety five. Uh, what? That's that's, that's, that's the trivia. Right. <laughs> Even though, according to IMDb, <laughs> this movie is only 95 minutes long. So, whatever. Okay. Uh, in the classroom in, Pe- classroom in Peachtrees, as well as in the mall, the new American flag can be seen. It only has six stars representing the six mega states. Mega, mega states. Well, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Some, I didn't notice that, though, by the way. Uh, you did? I, I remember I did it now. I remember I, seeing the flag, but I don't remember it being yeah. distinctive. Yeah, some some set designer was like, hey, check this out. And someone else was like, hey, good job. <laughs> some of Mama's tattoos are Lena Headey's actual tattoos, most notably the flower on her upper right arm. The makeup artist took the design and expanded it to her neck and to her face. And the character Mama was originally written as an elderly woman, but Lena Headey's convinced Alex, Alex Garland, who's that? I think the uh, creator of... Uh, uh, to make her a middle-aged person with a male-hater personality. Well, you did that. Male-hater. <laughs> Who is that person? Uh, he is... Casting director? I guess, probably the other casting director. Um, Which explains the very, very strange Mama name i could i could see that on an older lady not yeah. so much yeah so much was that the name you said yeah something like that he's a screenplay writer okay uh-oh is a judge coming after somebody <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, i guess you can't old. hear that <laughs> uh unlike the previous judge i mentioned this earlier judge dread movie carl Irvin has confirmed that the helmet will never come off to keep true to the comic book character uh i thought that was cool um I got out in my helmet. I, uh, I, uh, I take it off. Not a problem. <laughs> Ooh, someone's microphone just got really loud for some reason. That was weird. Um, yeah, there's some other good trivia in here that I'm not going to really read. Oh, wait, here we go. Judge Dredd, Judge Joe Dredd. His name is Joe. Joe Dredd is a fictional character, okay, whose comic strip... <laughs> In the British science fiction anthology of 2000 AD is the magazine's longest running, having been featured there since its second issue of 1977. Dredd is a law enforcement officer in a violent North American city. Um, 
judge follows derp 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 derp. Oh neat. So it's a so it's so it's a From British stand. It's a British thing. Well that's kind of cool. Um uh, with the exception of peach trees, the city blocks are named after notable 2000 AD creators and characters. Well, that's kind of neat, I guess, if you've read that. So who does Judge Dredd belong to, then, in terms of comic book land? Who, Marvel, DC? I don't, well, neither, because they're talking. Either. I think I just. Okay, so this is an independent. I literally just told you, it's 2000 AD. <laughs> That's, okay, well, I didn't know that was a. I didn't know that was it, a comic book. It, it, it's a yeah. Well, I mean, people. there's there's. I mean, there's more in the world of comic books than just Marvel or DC. I mean, back in the '70s, there was dozens of comic book brands. You know, like Valiant and mm-hmm. um, uh, it was one begin with an S, but I can't think of it. Valiant. I read a bunch of Valiant ones because they were cheap. You know, like when I was in high high school. You know, working only my chores at home and only making you know ten bucks a week for mom and dad. Uh, a four dollar comic book was expensive, so I'd go to the comic book store and get the ten cent comics for a dollar. You know, and buy ten of them. And I bought. Um, I don't know, if Corny, if you've ever heard of this franchise, but it's called Magnus Robot Warrior, Robot Fighter. Uh, that's what I read, and it was by Valiant Comics. So there was a bunch of other ones. It was a real dumb comic, but. It was fun. I, it was, <laughs> the concept is it's like iRobot, you know, like robots have kind of taken over the world. And Magnus, for some whatever reason, his skin doesn't tear like our skin. And he's able to physically punch metal robots in the face. And Oh, uh, yeah. I'm looking at a it, picture right now. It's kind of neat, isn't it? He's a beautiful man. Uh, body count is a, is, a, <laughs> is 102. I wow. believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't give me I actually an, thought it would have been more, to be honest with you. Yeah, it doesn't give me an F bomb count, but I would bet it's pretty freaking high. Um I would agree. But but Judge Dredd never drops an F bomb. Doesn't no. need to. Doesn't need to because he's freaking awesome. So there you go. There's your trivia. Um, like we said earlier, this movie didn't do very well in the theaters, but I I mean, he's got a 7.0 on IMDb. A lot of yeah, people which tells like you it. something, you know. Because yeah. P- over like time, it's pe- people are are picking it up. So, so yeah. So you guys want to hear some clips? I was able to capture some clips that I, I liked. Obviously, there was that intro, which was technically the outro of the movie. I just like hearing <laughs> Ke- I just like hearing uh, Carl Urban talk, just because he only has like seven lines in the entire movie. When That's he's totally done, neat, right? Um, so he's not, he's not. He's really the. He's not, not the, the judge. The character we want. <laughs> he's just the judge that we need. We'll split the points on that one. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Corny and Chad both get one. So I think right now I think your buzz are tied at two. Yeah. For those who are playing at home. Uh, so I, I captured this because I thought it was kind of funny. War protocol accessed. I just I just like that war protocol accessed. Um, did you hear that? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yes. Sorry. I'm always tweaking my levels over here. Um, hey, do that on your own levels. time. I know. That's not legal in North Carolina, you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I just thought that was kind of a cool one. Or protocol access. So I have that from now on. Um, I also have this. I am the law. I love it. <laughs> and, I was, you know, I kept wondering when he was going to say it. I, I didn't catch it the first time around. I am the and law. It's... Yeah. So next time, <laughs> Sam, you start giving me grief about... Yes. Oh, you're, cha- you're, you're changing the rules on something? I'll just say, I am the law. Yeah. <laughs> I am the law. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. There's just so many okay. things going on right now. Yeah. 
I'm so confused. Somebody get the remote away from him. Nice. I have the law. This is why I drive yeah, the show. The um, <laughs> here was another good one. Um, let's see. I think this is the last one I captured. Uh, maybe. Like a Pokemon. Right? I love this. Bullets and bodies, right? Oh, yeah. I'm shoot you. Uh, yeah, so you guys are talking over the line. Basically, what's happening is is that he's about to get killed by the bad cop. And the I just like that clip for two reasons. One, because his line made me laugh, his one-liner, because the guy's like monologuing, saying, why should I wait because you're so effing blah, 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 blah. And then, and then he says no, and then she shoots him, and then he says that line, I, I'm waiting for you, her to shoot you. But I like the sound treatment of, of the... So when, like, when you take the visuals away... Let's listen to that again. Wait for her to shoot you. I just like that. I just like that. And, of course, the last one, which is like a thousand times louder for some reason than all, all the other ones. Oh, dear. Mega City 1. 800 million people living in the ruin of the old world and the megastructures of the new one. Only one thing fighting for order in the chaos. Judges. <laughs> I am the law. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I get a very Clint Eastwood vibe. Yeah, no, no, sure, sure. Okay, okay, well there you go. Well, that's our movie. Um, this this cast is actually a little shorter than normal, but that's okay. Um, I mean, basically, what what is this movie? They go into a building, they get they shoot everything up, and uh, the movie's over pretty much. I do so. like how both of them get shot in the abdomen. You put a little glue on it, and you're good to go. Oh yeah, they're and, fine. Oh, did okay. you notice at the end of the movie she does the trope like she's so distraught that she can't seek medical attention? Like she's pushing the paramedic. You were shot. Like, you can't just put a Band-Aid on that. Like, internal organs are no longer in their right place. Like, you need to see a doctor. I'm fine. Not not to mention, Dredd gets shot with the armor piercing. And did you see the hole through the tile? Yeah. Well, yeah. And that, that hole had to have been as big a hole as got into him. No. You don't think? No. Why? Well, anyways, the bullet itself isn't changed. It's armor piercing. The, the reason why the hole in the back of the concrete is so large is because it's concrete. If it would have been, if you'd have been hiding behind paper, the hole would have been the exact same. But because concrete reacts differently, that's why there was that big chunk missing. Because physics actually applies in this movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> oh, so there's where we're going to draw the line. Well, okay, you're right. There's a lot of other... <laughs> well... <laughs> For, no, hold on, hold on. Most of oh, the gun, what? no, most of the gun violence in this movie was actually pretty physically, uh, physics accurate. For the yeah, most, yeah. you no, know no, what I'm no. saying? Like, I don't know. I I just thought that wouldn't a lead bullet doesn't it spread out once it hits a a well, an object? I think the concept of armor piercing is that it's a full metal jacket. Like it's literally it's supposed to be heavier, a heavier mass. That's why it's supposed to go through multiple things. The bullet itself would probably not change uh unlike a hollow point where it's big when it hits the first object it it does spread out to cause more damage mm -hmm. um i literally do think that you saw that big hole in the concrete just because it's concrete but if it would have been you know like i said paper or any other kind of like ballistics gel like why he would be hiding behind that but that's why it when it when it went through him 
it just it was the same hole because the bullet itself would not have changed the trajectory. Maybe I've watched too much Mythbusters. I don't know. Um, that's just that's my opinion. So there we go. But <laughs> but to, to to your point though, he was still shot with an armor piercing bullet. I mean, yeah. he he. You're right. For all he should have like a 50 caliber hole through him. But you know he put some glue on it. He put some stitches that that automatically uh, st- stitch up. How cool are those stitches, right? Just toot, 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 oh, toot, yeah. and then they zip themselves up. Yeah, that was cool. Ouch! How bad would that hurt? I know. He's, yes. Ouch! Ouch! He ouch. doesn't feel pain. He just scowls, and the pain just oozes out of him. <laughs> um, Star Trek connection. Duh. And, oh, Carl. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. We got to talk about one of the final shots of the movie. Okay. And and that is Lena Headley or whatever her name is, hitting the ground. Doing a header? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. You know, we talk about wanting to see something we've never seen before when we go to see a movie. I hadn't seen that before. Yeah, oh, how, my gosh. They, they put the camera underneath the concrete. Underneath the concrete. That was, oh, that and when, was and when her beautifully face, bad. Yeah, I love and, it. And when her face hits the, the plexiglass and then it just <laughs> explodes. Yes. Oh, it was gross and awesome. Yeah. Even the the bodies earlier that were filleted, and when they yeah. pull the thing out, and you see the guy's his head is all opened up, and there's that what looks like oatmeal that was all over the ground, like it was gross enough for me to go to kind of want to not even look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my wife actually didn't she didn't watch this with me, and I didn't want her to because this is not her cup of tea at all. But she was in the room reading a book, and there was a couple of moments, and I'm like. You do not want to even look over here, and that was kind of one of them. The the the, <laughs> the uh, psychic rape scene was kind of another scene that I was like, "Do not look over here." Yeah. So, uh, yes, yeah, so that is in the movie. <laughs> yeah, there is that. That. Yeah. Uh, Carl Urban obviously is our Star Trek connection. Um, no. Yeah, I know. So there you go. So out of hey, do we have a uh, Jurassic Park? He has a red shirt, right? No, I no. understand he's, that. He's, he's not a red shirt. What's wrong with you? <laughs> He's Bones. What? He's Bones McCoy. Damn it, Sean. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a... he's in charge of the, the, the telegraphing room or whatever they call that. I'm, not, I'm done with you, Sam. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm done. I'm never going to talk Star Trek with you ever again or Star Wars. Uh, in fact, I'm revoking your, your, your license to even watch Serenity. Um, Ooh, I think he just took your brown coat. Yeah, I did. Ooh, he you, took your brown coat. You, you've lost all sci-fi, your, your sci-fi-ness. <laughs> you've just lost it. So It's okay, Sam. There's always room in the TARDIS for you. Okay. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, well, it's bigger on the inside. <laughs> yes, I know. That's Bones, what she said. That's what telegraph she said, me yeah. out of here. Um, <laughs> out, of, out of 10. So we're going to do our out of 10. Uh, so, chat. Out of 10. Yeah, our, our 1 uh, to, to 10. Chad, um, just because it was it was great, I'm going to use it again. How many hot shots to the face would you give this? You know, I, as far as visually appealing, you know, I'm going to have to give this an eight out of ten. I mean, I really, I really liked it. As far as the story was concerned, it's going to be a little bit lower, probably like a, a six out of ten. So we'll split the difference and say seven. But I'm going to err on the side of I really kind of liked it when I turned my brain off and just watched it. So seven and a half out of ten. Seven, seven and, a and a half hot shots to, to the, the back face. of the throat. Nice. Oh yeah. Seven sure. Cool. Seven and a half. I like it. Uh, uh, corny. How many out of ten of the category of um, filleted bodies thrown from the balcony would you give this? That don't bounce. <laughs> Smack. 
Well, uh, oh, <laughs> oh Lord. I think the movie does that got good. Uh, it had, uh, it was lacking some things. So uh, <laughs> it was lacking some Stallone, <laughs> which made it way know. better. <laughs> no, uh, actually, I have to give it uh, I, eight, almost eight and a half. Wow. Because just it was so visually appealing. I hate, I kind of hate super gory movies, but this was again. It was just so beautifully shot. Well, I mean, not shot, but it was very well done. That it was almost artistic. It's in your so, top uh, ten, isn't it? No, no, not at all. Oh, <laughs> everything else was. Yeah, everything else is in his top five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we happen to actually have gone across. The... <laughs> We've gone across four of my top five. But, it's going to be a running gag for a while, Corny. That you have, your, your your top five is like a rotating door. You know, it's just it, it just changes as the week goes, and that's okay. You, people, yeah. People's opinion change weekly. You well, know, seriously. some weeks I like Sam, some weeks I don't. You know, so <laughs> this is one of those. You, you know, we <laughs> yeah. understand that it happens. <laughs> oh, but uh, no, um, I think uh, I think I'll go with uh, I'll go with an eight, maybe an eight point five, maybe a little bit eight point five. That's pretty high. I'll give it an eight. Eight, okay, all right, um, very good. So, uh, Sam, how many um, n- not so neutral doctors shot to the <laughs> face would you give this? Well, you know, it, once again, you know, I have I've looked at at our rankings for other movies, and it's really hard to to put it where it kind of needs to go because you know if you're ranking it against a Shawshank Redemption or a, a uh, you know a heavy thinking. <sighs> You know, well-made movie. You can't give it a it's big. It's out of ten, Sam. Let's go. Yeah. See, you're you're overthinking this. This yeah. is yeah. You're overthinking. You. That's not the intent. The intention of what this. Well, no, and that's what I'm trying to get to get to say. If you go in and 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 rank this as a popcorn flick, a flick again where you you go in and and enjoy yourself as your brain is completely turned off, then of course it's got to be ranked higher, and. You know, if I was ranking this against great movies, it would be in the lower twos and threes. But as it is, the way it's moved, the, the intended audience, you know, you got to give it a probably a six and a half or a seven. So it was, I I enjoyed it. wasn't one of my top, but you know, let's do uh, yeah, let's do six and a half. Six and a half. Okay. So Sam's a sourpuss. That's fine. So <laughs> I, I see. I I think Sam and I think. Uh, I think you're way overthinking this because I don't think the intention of our, our little fun ranking system is to put it against any other film other than the moment. Mm-hmm. And in the moment, at the time that I watched it, I had a good time. I had a blast. I would rather, y'all going to laugh at me, you're going to boo and hiss me. I would rather watch this than Pulp Fiction because regardless of whether I turn my brain on or off, because I'm engaged in this movie... I had a good time. I like this movie. It's fun. To me, it's just pure, you know, if, you know, let's go watch Die Hard, then we'll watch Dread, then we'll go watch Shooter. Like, I'm okay with that stuff, you know. Let's go, we'll watch Lethal Weapon. So, to me, just as this movie alone, just to sit down and watch, I'm giving this thing an eight because I had a great time. I really did. I enjoyed this movie. It's beautiful. It's violent. I like it when he says stuff like, that's not that one. I am the law. Like, like when he says <laughs> when he says stuff like that, I love it. So uh, I give it an eight. So that's our podcast for this thing. Uh, we all also do the top three. We usually pick something from this movie. Uh, Sam was very adamant about choosing top three slow mo 
things. Yes, because if we did Carl Keith Urban movies, you, you would have to do your Star <laughs> Trek. So I want to do slow-mo. Not necessarily. I could have done Born Supremacy. I could have done the, uh, the second Riddick. Uh, I could have done this movie. I could have done... Um, what was that other movie that he was in? I can't think of all of a sudden. Um, I mean, I probably would. Lord of the Rings? I probably, yeah, I could have done Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, or the whatever. So, I mean... And we would have all had the same movies. Well, not necessarily. That's true. I mean, he was pretty good in Red. I liked him in Red. Um, he was fun in Doom. He's the hero in Doom. He's the only dude that freaking lives in Doom. I like Doom. It, well, I, no, actually, I don't like Doom. Doom's a terrible film. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's actually a really car- terrible film. But, uh, but yeah, okay. Yeah. I, and I would have said Star Trek, but whatever. So <laughs> I don't care. So, but I think he's a fine actor. But you wanted to do slow mo things, movies that feature heavily on the slow mo or certain scenes. Slow motion, not the drug slow mo. I think this no. is the only movie, but slow motion. So, Chad, go. Matrix. Yep. Just pick you. Just yep. pick one. Sure. Pick one of these slow motion. Just scenes. pick one. Um, I'm gonna have to go with the opening sequence, Chariots of Fire. All right. And <laughs> including the music, right? I mean, you can't have one without the other. Yep. I, and uh, finally, the uh, the ending sequence to Rocky. Ooh, I didn't oh, think of the Rocky nice. movies, or really any boxer movies has some pretty good slow mo. Uh, keeping with our Stallone reference. There you go, uh, Corny. Uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, the last play of the replacements, the uh, Keanu Reeves movie. <laughs> so you're doing specific moments in the movies, okay? Oh yes, all right. Yes, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the first fight scene in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Okay, of course you are. Sure, no, that's fine. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Yes. And uh, my number one, which should be everybody's, uh, is uh, Phoebe Cates coming out of the pool. And uh, <laughs> what movie Best is? Times? Oh, fast times. Fast okay. times at Bridgemont yeah. High. Yeah, fast yeah. Times. Yeah. All right. Well, there I you go. I think we all grew up on that one a little bit. Never seen it. But oh, I, that, that's another one on your your list of shame. I've huh? never seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High, but I've seen that scene. So, you know, oh, yeah. I, because I'm a boy and I have the internet. So, um, I just like the cinematography. The, the water was slow and stop it, Sam. <laughs> um, honorable mention to every single Michael Bay turntable scene. Okay. <laughs> Which is pretty much every movie he's ever made has some sort of slow-mo turntable. There you go. I, I'm glad you said that. That makes me happy. Yeah. Um, the turntable I, stuff. I like that. I've got a tie between the Swordfish explosion. Swordfish, a horrible movie, but the the explosions of the people oh, with the yeah. little ball bearings yeah, that's, are pretty awesome. You're right. That's actually pretty awesome. Um, that I have tied with the Zombieland opening credits. If anybody's ever seen that, there's some pretty awesome slow-mo there. Yeah. Um, and then I've got the usual, you know, of course, The Matrix has to be my number two. Yeah. you got to absolutely love the, uh, not only the slow-mo, but the, the new way of showing slow motion. Yeah. And, uh, exactly. And then, of course, my top uh, top film and really what brought slow motion to the table, you know, the Zack Snyder 300. Yeah. And uh, love it. Love it in that. Well, good. Um, I, I I didn't go as as deep as you guys, so there you go. Uh, I just said <laughs> I just said three hundred, and, and that's a tie for the new three hundred, Rise of an Empire, because they both have pretty good slow mo. 
uh, the Matrix trilogy because I actually like two and three, even though they're not real good films. Um, and then while you were talking, I was thinking about specific scenes that I like as far as the slow-mo goes. Um, I actually really liked in the new Amazing Spider-Man 2, the slow-mo bit with uh, when he stops the car, he saves everybody from getting electrocuted, and then, uh, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of oh, a fun yeah. moment. So, Kind of like the Spidey sense time, if you want to think yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like actually, the reaction he had to do. Tr- truth be told, now that I literally have said that out loud, I actually like the, the slow-mo bit better in the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire when he realizes that Flash is about to punch him in the back of the head and he senses everything in the room and we travel from the spitball to the fly to the paper airplane to the fist. I actually really like that a lot. So there you go. Um, So cool. So that's our cast. With that being said, we're actually going to do next week, we're going to do a... I think we're going to do a special cast. Um, We're going to do a spoiler cast of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, all four of us have seen it. We're going to spoil the crap out of it. So, yeah, if, you so have, if you have not seen it, don't, don't listen legit, listen. go watch it and then come listen. Or if you don't care, listen, and then you can go, Hey, I already know what happens. And then you can piss off your friends <laughs> or thanks something. to our cast. Yes. Yeah. Or any number of things, but be forewarned. And the title of the episode that'll be on the internet will literally say, Spoiler, Amazing Spider-Man 2. I just want to be very aware that this is a spoiler cast. That's the intention of the next cast. So with that being said, um, so that's what we're watching next week. I'm not going to ask you guys what we're watching because we all watched The Amazing Spider-Man 2 um, this weekend. So time to wrap up. Uh, And with that said, I need to hit the magic button on my magic (laughs) machine. Which is apparently across the room or somewhere... uh... Yeah. There you go. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. Special thanks goes out to Sight and Sound AV. Oh, I have a story to tell. Crap. Uh, hey, Steve, I need you to hold for a second. Thanks. Uh-oh. Take five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually have a story that I, that I promised to, to tell. Uh, so we almost didn't have our, my soundboard here <coughs> because I left it at church on Sunday when I was running sound at another, uh, I was running sound at a, a church. This, uh, and so I owe a big shout out and thanks to Carly Wheeler, Stuart's daughter, for retrieving my so sacred iPad uh, that I use all of my sound effects on with Steve's intro and outro and all the other sound effects that I do. You know, funny things like... So without that, um, without my iPad, I would not have had... Or cough medicine. We would not have had... So thank you, Carly. That wasn't for you. I was just playing the button. So thank you, Carly, for that. Okay, back to Steve. (coughs) Corey, I'm really going to need you to stop. Um, Or Chad, whichever one of you it is. Not me. Okay, special thanks goes out to Sight and Sound AV at sightandsoundnc.com. Steve Everett for the music you're hearing now. Um, It's a good CD. Go pick up his new CD. Uh, He's also got an EP coming out, uh, or already has it out, the, the Norman EP. Leave us a review on iTunes. Um, we, we like your reviews. They're fun. And, uh, well, the one that we have, we enjoy it. So uh, leave us more reviews on iTunes. <laughs> like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Follow us on Twitter, uh, Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. Please send us your emails at, to CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com. We will read them on air as we get some. Um, 
So there you go. So with that being said, on behalf of Chad and Sam and Corny, my name is Sean saying goodnight. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate your support. And don't get a hot shot to the face. Judgment time. <laughs> Judgment time. Sounds like a uh, like a Power <laughs> Ranger thing or something. <laughs> it's Judgment time. Yeah, it's Judgment time, guys. <laughs> Edit that out if you wish.